Okay, first of all, today's learning, I just, I just want to go back to saying it, that it should be for all those, uh, again, the, those that are injured, the protection of the soldiers, the hostages coming back, the whole Matzah of Israel, and for Ramosha ben Rachman Alevi and Rameir ben Moshe Baruch. Neshama Okay. Uh, what, what, uh, you think it needs that? He's fine. I don't think it Okay, so the Gemara says like this We're up to Daf Samach Gimel Amid Bez. Okay, we're two lines from the bottom. Let's review what's what's been going on and we'll do our best. Um, the Gemara has this two psukim in Perachav Bez of Shemais, Pasuk Vav and Pasuk Zion, has two psukim regarding Kefal. The second pasuk is for sure talking about Tayin Ganav. There's no question about that. Tayin Ganav means that I give an item to a shomer to watch, and then he lies about it, and he himself stole it. So it's a case of theft, but it's not your classic case of theft, because I gave it to him. Um, okay, but it's a case of theft. That's for sure has kefal. That's, that's... You gave it to him to guard? Yeah, yeah, it's part. You gave it to the guard, you gave it to the guard, and then he lied about it. That's, that's a case of theft. You pay kefal. The pasuk before... It doesn't matter what his law is. Whatever, no, Titanic's kind of, I don't want to get in the weeds because we have a whole giant weed ahead of us. Titanic's kind of means, it's, it's not really significant for today's daf about the laws of a Titanic's kind of, just to review from yesterday. So that's the second pasuk. And the first pasuk is a machloikis. Either it's talking about a Titanic's kind of also, and you have two talking about Titanic's kind of, or the first pasuk is talking about regular Geneva, and a regular Geneva pays kefal. The end of the Gemara was the following question, which is that if you understand the pasuk, that both psukim are talking about Tain Tainas Ganav, then that it, it's kefal by Tain Tainas Ganav, kefal by Tain Tainas Ganav. So then how do you know that there's kefal by a regular theft? Regular Geneva. Regular Geneva. Stam, a guy breaks into your house and steals it. How do I know there's theft in that case? And don't tell me you learn out from a Tain Tainas Ganav, because if you're going to learn out from Tain Tainas Ganav, it should have all the laws of a Tain Tainas Ganav, which is making an oath. And there is no oath necessary when you steal something from someone to pay kefal. So what is the source of theft? So the answer to that is as follows. Let me read you a Pasuk, and it's all of today's daf. I'm going to try to explain what the Gemara is doing, because the Gemara is it's, it's written in a very confusing way. The truth is, there is a pasuk, right? Again, the question is, if you feel both pasukim are talking about a tain tainis ganef, what's the source that a regular thief pays kefal? What's the source of a regular thief? The truth is, there's a pasuk. Four pasukim before that, you don't have it in your gemaras, but four pasukim before that, the pasuk says like this, im hi hagneva, if you find the stolen item in the thief's possession, Mishar, whether it be a bull, ad chamar, a donkey, ad sechaim, or a living lamb, shnai mishalem, you shall pay kefal. This is a clear pasuk that a thief pays kefal. So that's your answer. We asked Akasha. If both psukim later on are talking about Tain Daniskanov, how do I know the regular thief pays kefal? It's a pasuk. So the reason why the Gemara did not like doing that, and the Gemara will take today's daf of ripping this Pasuk apart from beginning to end, backwards and forwards, is because the Pasuk, if you actually look at it, talks about kefal, but it says ashar, a chamar, and a living lamb. Those are all animals. We want to know that kefal applies to everything, not just animals. So what we're going to do is we're going to take this Pasuk and we're just going to tear it apart. That's what we're going to do. So the Gemara says like this. Uh... The Gemara says, The source, if you believe both Pesukim are talking about then the source that a regular thief pays Kefal is from this following Pesukim. By the way, put this on the side of your mind. If 
you don't believe both psukim are, ta- are talking about tain tainis ganav, and one pasuk is talking about a regular ganav, and one pasuk is talking about tain tainis ganav. This following pasuk is completely unnecessary. We will deal with that at the end of today's stuff. But okay, if you believe both psukim are talking tain tainis ganav, how do I know that a regular thief pays kefil? It's from the following pasuk. Says the gemara, the tanibe chizkia and tanibe chizkia rips apart this pasuk, but they do it in a very strange way. This is how they do it. Yoimar shor ugneva v'hakol b'chlal. The Gemara understands that the way Tanit Bechizki looks at this Pasuk is as follows. The Pasuk says, Biyado Hagneva, the theft, right? Biyado Hagneva, the theft. That's a Klal. Shar is a Prat. Klal Pratu Klal. The Gemara looks at this as a Klal Pratu Klal. Now, right off the bat, right, here's the issue. It's not a Klal Pratu Klal, it's a Klal and a Prat, right? Hagneva, Klal. Shar, Prat. That's not good. So the Gemara, but for some reason the Gemara is looking at this as a Klalu Pratu Klal, and this is how the Gemara is looking at it. This Pasuk is a Klalu Pratu Klal, and here's the evolution of how the Gemara is going to rip apart this Pasuk. Again, the Pasuk says, Hagneva, you have the theft in your hand, Shor, Chamor, Se, Chayim. Those four words, why do I need all four of them? We're going to basically dissect how each one just adds a little bit more, and then the next one just adds a little bit more, getting to the point where the last one, the last word, Chaim, is completely unnecessary to include everything. That's not, so, that's well, it, the Gemara is assuming it's a Klal Pratu Klal, and the Gemara will explain where is the last Klal, because we have not mentioned the last Klal. We have a Klal, and we have a Prat, and we don't have a last Klal. That is, um, that, that's in a couple lines. The Gemara is first going to go through the whole Jerusha, then the Gemara is going to point out where is the last Klal, then the Gemara is going to repeat the whole Jerusha with the last Klal, the Gemara is then going to point that there are a couple words extra, and that'll take us through most of today's stuff. And then the Gemara eventually is going to say, this entire thing is not a Klal Pratu Klal, it's actually a Reboi Enemiet. So there you go, that's, ta-da, ta-da, that's where we're at. So the Gemara says like this, okay, it says in the Pasuk, Ilu if the Pasuk, shor it should just say, Hagneva and Shor, stop right there, it shouldn't say Chamor, it shouldn't say Sechayim, stop. Why does it say that? What are the extra words teaching you? So the Gemara says, well, Ilu if let's say it was a klalu pratu klal and it was just shar, so when you have a klalu pratu klal, it includes anything that's that's similar to the specification. If the specification is an ox, it would include kosher animals. Perfect. Here's the problem: then why do you need se? Right? If you if it just said shar, I would include all kosher animals. That would include a se. Sheep are kosher animals. So now the word se is extra. That's the evolution. How if you have you sort of look at it as like steps. I have a klalu pratu klal, just the word shar. What does that teach me? It includes that there's kefal on all kosher animals. Well, okay, then why do I need se? Se is a kosher animal. Okay, se includes. Then what do I need? Chamar. Chamar, what do I need? Chaim. That's sort of the steps of how the Gemara is going to go through. If it just said shar, ilu kacha If it just said shar, what would I say? I would say, I've called I would say that. To have kefil, it has to be similar to a shar, which is kosher animal. Brought on the mizbeach. Here's the problem. Well, if it's just going to be that, what would it include? A sheep. Then what do I need the word sheep for? So the Gemara says, Well, Kishwaymer said, therefore, basically, you have shar. If it just said shar, it would include all kosher animals, rendering the word se now unnecessary. So now what does the se come to add? 
must be says extra to include all things. So that's how we, that's the evolution so far. We have a klal prat klal. Where's the last klal? I'm not sure. We have a klal prat klal. It says shar. That should include all kosher animals. So se is now completely extra to include all things. Gemara says, wait a minute. No. Yoimer shar vise ugneva kol b'chlal. Ilu kachi yisa yoimer. Ma'aprat mefurish davar hakadosh bebechayra af kol davar kadosh bechayra. Gemara says, no. Maybe shar is to include all kosher animals. Se is to include all animals that have that uh, that have uh, holiness when they're the firstborn. Meaning to include a chamar. So maybe shar is to include all kosher animals. Se is to include all animals that have holiness when they're the firstborn, which is to include a, a donkey. Okay. So now the, why not write a donkey? Oh, the word chamar is now extra. Chamar is to tell you everything. That's the evolution. We're saying you have a drasha A, which should include B. Well, B is there, so therefore B, the word B is extra to include yeah, everything. Not in the it is. Where is it? Himatsi aganav, biyado mishar ad chamar ad sechayin. So the Gemara says, What is it just adding Chamar? Therefore, the word Chamar is completely unnecessary. So now, this Kalapratikla with the word Chamar is to include everything. Gemara says, Not necessarily. Maybe Chamar is not to include everything, it's just to include living animals, meaning shar is to include all kosher animals, se is to include donkeys, chamar is to include all animals, so then the word chayim is now extra. That's what we're doing. We're sort of taking a klal prat klal and we're taking each one and just expanding it, expanding it. So it's like it's like four klal prat klals. So you have shar is the first one. That includes kosher animals. Se is to include donkeys. Chamar is to include all living animals. The word chaim is completely unnecessary because chaim is living. And that's to include everything. So the Gemara says, So that's sort of the evolution of it. You have a klal klal. Again, where's the last klal? We'll see in a second. But you have a klal klal. First shar, that includes all kosher animals. Says to include donkeys. Chamar is to include all living animals. And chaim is extra, to include everything. Okay? Yeah. Amar mar. Yoimer shar Mixiv well, okay, so that now here's where the Gemara is going to start ripping apart what you said. You said that there's a klalu pratu klal. First of all, um, the Pasuk is gneva mishar. It's not a klalu pratu klal, it's a klal and then a prat. Stop. Klal and a prat, by the way, doesn't include anything. Prat and klal includes everything. Klal and prat includes almost nothing. So this, is, this entire drasha doesn't work. If you have a prat and then a klal, it's very inclusive, but a klal and then a prat is very... Prat and then a klal, very inclusive. Klal and then a prat, not inclusive. But we've been calling it a klal and a prat and a klal, which it is not. Where's the last klal? I just see gneva, klal, shar, prat. Right, if you actually look at the Pasuk, you have gneva, klal, then you have shar, prat, chamor, prat, sechayim, prat... There's no claw at the end to make that cookie. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. First of all, the way the, the Bryce describes it, it says shar and then gneva. It's not actually true. It's gneva and then shar. The Gemara says, 
and if you want to say the Bryce is saying maybe the Pasuk should be written in the reverse order, but that's not what the Pasuk is, that's not what the Bryce is, is, is understood. Here's basically the Gemara speaking out this question, which is this entire Jerusha, which never used the word Klal Pratu Klal. Notice the entire Jerusha, I have not said the words in the Gemara of Klal Pratu Klal, but that's what the Gemara means. The Gemara will now speak out. It clearly means klal pratu klal, and there is no last klal in the pasuk. That's the issue. And again, the, the, the drasha was klal pratu klal. Where the last one is, we'll figure out. Shar is to include uh, kosher animals. Set is to include donkeys. Hamar is to include living animals. The word chaim is completely superfluous to include everything. Here's the Gemara's problem. Harishar prat vigneva klal, pratu klal, nasa klal, maisaval prat. You see, if it's a prat and a klal, then it's very inclusive, but that's not what the Brysa does. Visrabal komili. Elekidhsiv kamri. Rather, we're going with the way the Pasuk is written, which is Gneva klal, shar prat. Then there's no klal at the end. It's a klal and then a prat. A klal and a prat doesn't include anything. A klal and a prat includes just the specifications. This entire drasha that's a shar includes this, and chamar includes that. And so that's a klal and prat, a klal jargon. That's not klal and prat jargon. If you don't have a klal at the end, it doesn't work. So the Gemara says, El k'dechsiv ka'amri. Wait, wait a minute. Geneva and shar. Mi matzisar min ha'kol b'chlal, oimah prat meforish. Havalei geneva klal. What is geneva? That's a klal. Shar is a prat. Klal if you have a klal and a prat, it doesn't include anything. So, so this entire jirasha, basically what the Gemara is asking, it's just it's written in a funny way, the Gemara is basically asking, you've been describing a klal, a prat, a klal, where is the last klal? So the Gemara says, okay, Amarava, Tana Michayim Kasamech. The answer is, this is the last klal. Okay? Geneva klal, I'll just read you the Pasuk. Geneva klal, Shar prat, Chamor prat, Adse prat, chayim is a klal. So the word chayim does not mean a living lamb. It means chayim is a klal. Okay, so you have a klal, prat, uklal. Now, a couple issues. Bef- huh? Himatse simatse biado hagneva, mishar ad chamor adse chayim, shnai mishalem. So we're now saying this is the klal, prat, uklal. Geneva klal, shar, chamor, se, prat, chayim klal. So the word Geneva is a klal, Chaim is a klal. Now the reason why it's a little bit strange, a couple, there's a couple strangenesses about here. First of all, the word Chaim, while it is a klal, it's not as inclusive. Geneva means all things stolen. That's klal. That's generalization. Chaim, it's definitely somewhat general, but it's not as general. Okay, fine, we'll put that aside. Here, here's the issue. The entire drasha was based on the following. Let me review what the drasha was, and you'll see the problem here. The drasha was like this. Klal pratu klal, right? Um, if it just said the word shar, I would include kosher animals. Okay, it says se, that includes donkeys. It says chamar, that includes all living animals. Why does it say the word chayim? Chayim is extra, it's to include everything. So the entire drasha culminated with the word chayim being superfluous to include everything. But now you're telling me the word chayim is part of a klal pratu klal. It's no longer extra. Blankets. Because, okay, it's a very strange way that the Torah is written. What I, I don't mean strange, God forbid, it's not Seichel and Oishi. What I mean is, you're right. 
It's written Chayim, which you think living animals. The problem is we've covered all of them already. Right. So it's now extra to include everything. And you have this sometimes. I, why, why would the Torah write that in such a way, even though it's incredibly confusing? It's like, it's like I wanted to eat that. It's, here's what she's saying. I want to go on a trip and I want to take all my children. Avi Yossi Tovi Mira. So I said, wait, wait a minute. You said all your children. Who's that? Avi Yossi Tovi Mira. But then you mentioned all of them. It must be all my children is to include all my cousins. So that's basically what the Gemara is doing. Because you mentioned all your kids. So all my children is now actually to include my cousins. I, if you met your cousins, say your cousins. Okay, that's, that's the way the Torah is written. I, I don't know. But, but you have what I'm saying. Yeah, but this is worse because it's not, it's not live. It's, it's Fine, yeah, you're right. It's all, all my children, Avi Yasutov Mira, and all, it's, it's included. So all my children must, be, must be include his cactuses. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fine, that's it. The series to teach Hamor. Yeah. But then we have Hamor. Which teaches. So I'm bringing Avi, so I bring Mira. Yes. But I'm like. talks about, yes, very strange, because it said, Shara teaches all kosher animals. Se includes donkeys. Donkeys include living animals. Chaim includes inanimate objects. Avi nothing means anything. <laughs> the, not, none of the things in the psukim, and that's what my father's talking about, right. none of the things reference what they are. They actually include what they're not. All, but all of them, like consistently, right? Donkey doesn't mean donkey. It means living animals. Se doesn't mean sheep. It means donkey. Chaim doesn't mean living animals. It means inanimate objects. So here's the problem, though. The drasha fundamentally worked with the word chayim being extra. Again, shar includes kosher animals, se includes donkey, donkey includes living animals, chayim is extra. Oh, include everything. The problem is now the word chayim is part of your klal prat klal. It's not extra anymore. You're saying, right, we had a question, where is the last klal? So we said chayim is the klal. So now chayim is no longer extra to include everything, right? The drasha was, I have a klal prat klal, What's the pratim? Shar, chamar, se, chayim. So shar is to include kosher animals, se is to include donkeys, chamar is to include living animals, chayim is extra and include everything, but now chayim is no longer part of the pratim. Chayim is now the end of the cookie. So it's klal pratu klal. Chayim is the klal. So now you no longer can darshan it to include other things. It's containing. The drasha is always on the pratim. Why is that prat written? You have the klal and a prat and a klal, right? The klal and the prat are the cookies in the outside, and then the pratim are the inside. So the pratim were shar, chamar, sechayim. So shar, why do I need all four pratim? So shar is to include kosher animals, says to include donkeys, chamar is to include, uh, chamar is to include living animals, and the word chayim is extra. But now chayim is no longer extra, because it's not a prat anymore. It's part of the klal. So now we don't have the inclusive, uh, we don't have Chaim to include everything now. Yeah, now we just have Shar, Hamar, and Seh. But I thought the Klau was to now include everything. Klau, Prat, Klau. But it only worked because one of the Pratim was extra. Which one? Chaim. Right? I had four Pratim in my Klau, Prat, Klau. I had Shar, I had Hamar, I had Seh, and I had Chaim. So Shar was to include, again, so every Prat... We're trying to work out which one's a Prat and which one's a Klau. No, 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 we assumed... We no, we, we no no. I'm I'm saying up to this point we've been calling Chaim a prat, we've been saying it's extra, and therefore it's to include right. When you have a klal prat to klal, the things that you're really focusing on are the pratim. Like why does the Torah not just say one? It's to include well because one includes this amount and then the second one includes that amount. Just yeah. The se 
talking yeah, but, but, but whatever. That's, I, 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 I didn't write it. And the chamor. Is yeah, yeah. I, I didn't write the book. We'll have to talk to the God who wrote the book. I, I don't know. The Gemara is going to reject this like seven more times. But, but anyway, the, the point is, when, whenever you're dealing with the Kalal Prat, the Kalal, it's the Pratim that, are, that expand. That expand. So you have, we've, up to this point, we have four, four Pratim. Shar, Hamar, Seh, and Chayin. Those are the Pratim. The last... Pr- yes, that's been the assumption. Yes. The last Prat of Chayim was extra to include everything. Here's the problem now. We said, where is the last claw? There's no last claw in the Pasuk. So where is it? Chaim is the last claw. Here's the problem now. If Chaim is taken out and now it's part of the last claw, we don't have that extra prat to include everything. All we have is shar, chamar, and seh. So we include uh, kosher animals, donkeys, and living animals. We no longer have that word Chaim to expand. That's my point. So then it would just be those Those things. Those Correct. So Gemara is going to address this. Now the Gemara says, The word Chayim is not a prat, it's actually the last klal. The klal prat to klal, and it's a klal prat to klal. Now, quick question. Uh, the first klal is the word Geneva, which means all things stolen. The last klal is Chayim, which is living animals. So that last klal is not as inclusive. The Gemara says, The two klalim are not similar. Normally when you have a klal prat the two ends of the cookies are the same. But over here you got one end is an oatmeal cookie and one end is a chocolate chip cookie. Because one end of the klal prat is gneva, which is all things stolen, and one is chayim, which is all things living. So they're not, they're not actually... It's like a weird-looking cookie. So the Gemara says, You're right. There are some Tanayim that would not appreciate this form of Klal Prat to Klal, but Tan Be'er Vishmal doesn't care. He feels that you could have two generalizations, even if they're not similar, and they could be Darshan. So fine. So you have the word Gneva's Klal, Chaim, then this Prat, uh, Klal, and in between you have Shor, Chamar, and Seh. Okay. So now let's reread the Drasha. So now we're going to reread the drasha, but we're going to make one slight amendment. I said before when we did the drasha, we thought the word Chaim was extra. Right? We thought the word Chaim was extra. The problem is Chaim is no longer extra. What is extra? The first three words of the Pasuk, that's extra. So now we're going to reread the Pasuk, but that's going to be the extra one that's going to be inclusive. The first couple of them, the first couple words. So now we're just going to reread the entire brisa, knowing that it's a klal to klal, with the last klal being the word chaim. So now let's. No, Geneva. So Geneva is the first klal. Chaim is the last klal. And the pratim are shar chamar and the extra words are himatze simatze in the beginning. To make it a klal. Klal prat klal, yeah. So you have the word gnave in the beginning of the Pasuk, that's it's a klal. It's klal, 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 prat, 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 klal. If you actually wanted to. Himatse, simatse are klalim. Hagneva, klal. It's also in the beginning. Shar, hamar, se, prat, 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 chayim, klal. Oh, yeah. Looks like that. Yeah. I told you, this. I've never seen a Gemara like this. Mamish rip apart a Pasuk. And it's not even brought down in the Sukkim on the side of the Gemaras. Nobody even references it. So it's like, I, I, if you don't have the Pasuk, I say I have the Pasuk in front of me. It makes it a lot harder. So let's see it inside. Okay, fine. The Gemara says, it should say, Shar, Gneva, and Chayim, Meaning, 
klal pratu klal, but it should just be shar. It should be geneva klal, shar prat, chaim klal. What do I, what, why do I need chamar and ses? So the Gemara says. This is just rereading the Bryson now. If it was just shar, it would be a klal pratu klal to just include kosher animals. And what would it include? A sheep. So So when the pasuk says se haresa omar, so se is now extra. So again, the word klal pratiklav was just shar. It would include all kosher animals. So the word se sheep is now extra to include everything. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, maybe shar is to include kosher animals. Se is to include a donkey. It should include all things that are kaddish from the bechar, which is to include donkeys. So again, it's the same evolution. If it just said shar, it would include all kosher animals. Says now extra. No, says to include donkeys. Hamar is now extra to include everything. Wait a minute. No, maybe donkeys to just include all animals. So now we're, we're still sticking with the word chaim, although it's part of the last klal, it still incl- it still has a, a basic meaning, which is kosher animals. So what do we the words himatze simatze? That's so the, basically we're sticking with the klal prata klal. We're actually we're actually we're still working with the word chaim. So you have ganev in the beginning, chaim at the end. The pratim in the middle, and it's to include the word shar is to include our kosher animals, says to include donkeys, chamar is to include living animals, and the word chaim, while it is the last klal, it still has meaning, and that's to include everything. Himatse simatse is now extra. What do I do with himatse simatse? So the Gemara says, because now that you're ripping apart the pasuk in a form of a klal pratu klal, himatse simatse in the beginning, what does it teach you? I, you could have asked the question, I guess, before we've done this also. What does Himatzi Simatzi teach you? Mishum de Islay Pircha. I'll tell you why. Go to the next page. Ihachi Shapir Kashalei. So wait, wait a minute. So what, what, why Taka is the word Himatzi Simatzi there? This has been a Klal Pratiklal. It's a little bit rocky, but we, I think we, we sort of get what the evolution is. Why does Himatzi Simatzi, what, what does that teach you? So the answer is, yeah, Kevin? Has some type of introduction. We never put, again, we never put apart the Pasuk with every word in the Pasuk. Correct. And not only that, we're we're, we're not even, we're going to continue ripping it apart. The Gemara says the words, the Gemara says, okay, so what's the answer? Why? If it's not extra, why is it there? The answer is, I'll tell you why. The answer is, I'll tell you why. The answer is, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you like this. When you have a, I think it's a little bit of what we were touching on before. You have a klal and then a prat. It's very specific. But when you add that last cookie at the end, that last klal at the end, it becomes very inclusive. Klal, prat, klal is very inclusive. What is the last klal to include everything? The word chayim. It's very unlikely that the word chayim, which means living, would include all non-living things. Meaning, the last word chayim, which is the klal, 
which is not just the klal, but the last klal is what makes it more inclusive. Like what makes it, I don't want to be that guy that gives Michelle milk, but what makes it a cookie, meaning you have a klal and a prat. If you just have a klal and a prat, it, it's not very inclusive at all. But when you put that last klal on, all of a sudden, that last klal that's being all inclusive of everything is the word chayim, which is a limiting word. It, it's unlikely. So here's what we do. The himatze, simatze in the beginning, fix that. So the word himatsi simatsi in the beginning somehow are part of the klau pratiklau. Somehow. More so than chaim, yeah. How do we do that? So chaim is part of the front. So here's the issue. We're now saying that the words in the front of the pasta, himatsi simatsi, fix this. Now, how do they fix it? So here's what the Gemara is going to do. The word himatsi simatsi are actually two klauim. Himatsi is a klau, simatsi is a klau. You actually have klau klau. What do you do when you have klal klal next to each other? <laughs> so here's what you do. The Gemara understands this is what happens. When you have the word klal and then a klal next to each other, you take the protim of the rest of the Pasuk and you sort of place them in between. So here's what the Gemara just did. It's going to stick with the klal pratiklal, the same drasha, but instead of being gneva and chayim, is this is the drasha. Himatse simatse, klal klal. And you're supposed to place the pratim in between. He might say shar si matze. He might say chamar si matze. He might say seh. He might. I don't even know it. They're not even mentioned. Well, the Gemara is going to. Let's see what the Gemara does. The Gemara says, Amri, hashnei klalas smichi adadin. And wait a minute. So you're telling me he might say si matze, fix it. But how? Those are two klalam next to each other. So the Gemara says, Amr Avina Kedam There's a rule in Eretz Yisrael. Anytime you have two klalim right next to each other, you take the future pratim of the Pasuk and you sort of imaginarily put them in between. This is how you're supposed to do it. So he matze simatze are the klalim, and the pratim of Shar, Chamar, and Sechayim are now placed in between. So the end is himotze, himotze. Is the klal klal, and then you take the future pratim of the pasuk that are written in the later of the pasuk, and you sort of imagine, you sort of place them as if they're written in between. And you've seen, you've seen, seen this happen before. But no, no. Like it's like... And the gemara is going to reject this in a moment. We're going to reject this in a moment. Because anytime you have two klalim next to each other, there's got to be a reason. What's forcing them to do it? Well, I guess it's because it's very rare that you have two klolim next to each other without any pratim in between. So it's like, it's got to be some for some reason. So the Gemara says, well, when you have two klolim next to each other, take all the pratim and the pasuk later on and place them in between. And now we're going to reread the drasha with those pratim in between. So the Gemara says, well, let's just see it inside. Shad ishar ben himatze himatze, lasu yimai, ilasu li baichayim, michayim nafka, lasu yidav she'in balichayim. Meaning, it says the word Chaim in the Pasuk, which includes all... We're going, actually, now we're actually going back, I think, a, a more simple way to read the Pasuk. The word Chaim includes living animals. The word Shar now includes anything that has value. Because Shar is not just going to include a small amount. Chaim includes all animals. So now Shar is now placed in between the Klalim to include all things that have value. Okay, then let's let's add that. Go to Hamar. Once you already have animals, yeah, that's a two klalim, and you're supposed to place the pratim in between them. And then the second series of of klal. I don't know what we do with them. I don't know. I honestly I don't know. 
The Gemara, the Gemara is going to reject this in a moment. It never gets there. I don't understand something. Well, I don't understand. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm but, just going to, yeah, it's but, fine. But uh, why, why is the Gemara mentioning both Chaim and Shar? Because basically... I mean, it's in the same Pasuk. The Gemara now is, it not only is it taking... It sort of means the same it's, thing. It's correct. It's now jumbling the Pasuk and it's saying, let's start with the word Chaim. The word Chaim includes all living animals. Great. The word Shar now is to include all things that have value. Right, so it's, so correct. Now we're going to go to Chamar. Now what does Chamar add? The Gemara says, V'shu shadi Chamar ben it can't include animals. We already got that from uh, living animals from Chaim. It can't include anything that has value because that's from Shar. What does the word Chamar teach you? It's to include anything that has simonim. Anything that has a simon that's stolen, you have to pay kefal. So what does Sat teach you? That's a problem. <laughs> you have see, Himatsi, Simatsi are two klalim. Putting the, we're putting the pratim in between, but we're doing it out of order. Chaim is to include all living animals. Shar is to include all things that have value. Chamar is to include all things that have simonim. What does Seth teach you? Nothing. Okay, scrap this. Himatsi, Simatsi are not... Himatsi, Simatsi are two klalim, but we're putting the pratim in between. But we're doing them out of order. We're doing them, I think, the way we would have written them. Chaim. Start with Chaim first. That includes all living animals. Chamar, uh, Shar is now coming to teach you all things that have value. Because it can't teach animals because that's already covered. Cham- Correct. Chamar is now coming to teach you. Chamar is now coming to teach you anything that has value that has simonim. It needs simonim. It needs to have a simon in order to pick kefal. If it has no simon, it doesn't. You don't pay kefal. Rashi says the average chamar, I guess, has simonim. I don't know. So, so now seh is completely extra. No good, because seh is extra. We're like scrap all of this. Here's the deal. He must be simonim. Not too klalim. It's riboy and miyot. Right? You ever have this throughout shas? You have like klal pratiklal or riboy and miyot, and no one really knows when to apply which. Apparently. If you have two klalim next to each other, that means do riboy and miyot. Riboy and miyot includes everything. So now it's simple. It just includes everything. So the Gemara says, Ela riboy u miyot v'riboy hu. The himatsi simatsi are not klala prato klal. It's actually riboy and miyot. It includes everything. I don't remember. It includes almost everything. It just excludes one thing. It includes 99%. Over there, it's related to the laws of, I think, mikvos, uh, laws of kosher fish. And it says the word bamayim twice, so it has two inclusive words next to each other. That tells you, riboy and miyat. So over here also, my rabbi, rabbi, call mili. So himatse, simatse is a riboy and miyat, and it includes everything. Beautiful. So what are the teaching? What so? Anytime you have a riboy amit, it includes everything. It just excludes those specific things. So shar, hamar, sechayim are just excluding four specific things. It includes everything but these four things. So what does it exclude? What are the words? If it includes everything, then what does shar, hamar, sechayim teach you? One is to exclude karka. One is to exclude avadim. One is to exclude sharis because they don't have intrinsic value. And okay. Can we know this already? Yeah, yeah. We're now just now re- from this now. Shar, Hamar, and Se. So again, let's review. Not review. Let's conclude. 
Okay, the conclusion is, the words he matze si matze, actually in proud of ourselves, I think we did pretty good. The word he matze si matze are not a klal prat, klal, it's a riboy amir, it includes everything. So everything is included in kefil. You have shar hamar and seh, those things exclude. What do they exclude? One is karka, avadim, shtaris. Beautiful. What does Geneva and Chaim teach you? I no longer need it because it's no longer a klalu pratu klal. What does the word Geneva and Chaim teach you? Again, we thought it was a klal pratu klal. It's not a klal pratu klal. Himati simati covers everything. Riba yamit covers everything. Riba hakol. Riba hakol. Himati simati just includes everything. Includes everything. Everything is included in kefil. Now we're going to go through. Let's look at each word. So what do you do? Oh, shar hamar and se. One is to exclude avodim karka shtaris. They don't apply to kefil. Okay. Avodim shtaris. And karka. And karka. There's no kefil for avodim shtaris or karka. And what about geneva and chaim, those two words? That is used for the different drasha. It's used for the following drasha. Before you go, then what about chamor? One of them is for avodim shtaris karka. Shar chamor seh. Shar chamor seh. Avodim karka shtaris. Three, three. Doesn't say which one, but... Doesn't matter, whatever. Isn't Geneva giving us context? Isn't that word Geneva giving us context? It's always hard to know of like how are you, how do you say that what 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 part is for context, what part is for Josh? It's, it's so hard to know. Take Geneva out what we're talking about. In Khanami. I don't know. The Gemara says Geneva and Chaim. The Gemara says the Amar Achia Lekaren Kain Shagana. The word Chaim and Geneva is uh, for a teaching of Rav. That Rav says like this if let's say you steal an item, I steal an ox. And when I stole it, it was worth $1,000. And then by the time I'm ready to return it, it's worth $500, either because the market crashed on oxen or because it, it got weak or whatever it is. You have to pay chayim. You have to pay the, the value that it was at the time of the theft. So geneva chayim, you return back the life. You pay for the value it was at the theft. Meaning you steal someone's car. Very simple. You steal a Rolex, okay? And at the time you stole it's $20,000, but by the time you're ready to return it, the market on a Rolex is crashed, it's worth $10,000. You got to pay back. At 20, you have to return back a value that has the original value. Didn't we touch upon this? Geneva? Geneva or Nezek? We talk about Nezek. Geneva is different. Geneva you have to return. Okay. In the sense of money, though, I stole $10,000 30 years later. I mean, no, I would say, I mean, if, the, if you, like... I, 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 inflate, I think you might have to, you have to return the way it was. Yeah, you have to go back to the way it was. Here's the fun part. We're almost done. We're almost done. Five minutes left. This entire daf, just to review, if you remember how we got into this, we, if you remember how we got into this, there were two psukim, Perachaf Beis, Pasuk Vav, and Pasuk Zayin. The second pasuk was talking about Tainas Ganav. The first pasuk is a machlaikas. We said, if you believe that both Pesukim are talking about Tainas Ganif, then how do I know that there's Kefa by a regular Ganif? So, uh, this Pasuk, Pasuk Gimel, Himatse Simatse, rip it apart. This entire discussion has been assuming that both Pesukim later are talking about Tainas Ganif. So I need a source that there's Kefa by a regular Ganeva. This is the source. But if let's say I hold that Pasuk Vav is talking about a regular Ganif, then Pasuk Gimel, this entire Pasuk we've been dealing with, is, is unnecessary. So the Gemara says, But if you believe the, the Sukkim, Pasuk Vav and Pasuk Vav and Pasuk Zayin, that Pasuk Vav and Pasuk Zayin that we had yesterday, one is talking about Toyin Tainis Ganef, and one is talking about a regular Ganef, so I know a regular Ganef pays Kefel. So I didn't need this entire daf. 
Then what do you do with that pasuk that we just quoted? We just quoted a pasuk. So we said is a and it includes everything for kefal because we were looking for a source that a thief pays kefal. But if I already know that, then what is this pasuk teaching me? The answer is, It's teaching you the teaching of Rav Bar Ahiloi. Oh, we've had before, we've had the concept, yeah? The concept of Rachas is Moideknas Potter. Moideknas means that if I have to pay a penalty, but I admit that I did it, I admit, I admit. I don't have to pay the penalty, yeah? What if I admit and then they bring witnesses against me? Meaning, I admit before the witnesses show up. But afterwards, the witnesses came forward. So you could say your admission wasn't really necessary because we were going to get you anyway. You're still potter. It's a chiddish. Because I admitted, but then witnesses came forward. So it's like my admission could have been rendered unnecessary. So maybe I should have to pay. You understand? You're being a good guy. Correct. So how do I know that you're still potter even if Adam come forward? The pasuk is he matze si matze. He matze si matze means that you have to pay kefel, which is a penalty. He matze si matze when you're found to be guilty, meaning you did not admit. Im he matze be Adam, he matze be dayanim. Meaning im he matze if Adam. Are, find you guilty, then Timasi have to pay. But if you admit your own guilt, even if late Adam come on later on, then you don't have to pay. So that's what he must Now, okay, back back and forth. So we now have well. So okay. So we now we now have the words he must say. We have the words he must say. See must say are coming to teach you one of two things. Either it's telling you a ribu yadmiyat that a ganav pays kefil, or, I already know that, and it's coming to tell you, so here's the kasha. If you understand, the Gemara says, Okay, if you understand, is to teach you that a ganav pays kefil with the riboy and miyat, how do you know, you don't have it extra anymore. Himazi Simazi is no longer extra to teach you that. So the answer is me Arshir Yarshiun Elohim. The pastor says Ashir Yashun and you found guilty by by the Bezdin. Satsma is supposed to being guilty on your own admission. If you admit, you're potter. Okay. But if you understand Himazi Simatsa is Maidi Baknas Vyachapo Aidim, so what does he do with Arshir Yashiun? You know what Asher Yashiyun teaches you? Moide Beknas is Potter. There's two things now. You have Moide Beknas, which is I just admit my own guilt, I don't have to pay. And then there's Moide Beknas Viachach Bo Edim. I admit my own guilt and then Edim come forward. Both are Potter. And I need both drushes. So Asher Yashiyun is to tell you Moide Beknas Potter. Himatsi Simatsi is to tell you Moide Beknas Viachach Bo Edim is Potter. One is to tell you where you admit the guilt, you're potter. One is to tell you admit the guilt, and then Adam come forward, you're still potter. So the Gemara says, And the other opinion, who doesn't have two psukim available, he actually holds, Meaning, he looks at Asher Yashiyun, this is how he darshans it. He is to tell you that a ganav pays kefil. Asher Yashiyun is to tell you, is potter. And if you're and then Adam come forward, he holds your chayv. 
because he doesn't have a pasuk to exempt you. One last thing. Almost done. Almost done. Uh, four minutes. By 8.35, I'll be done. One more thing. We said before, himatze simatze, what does it teach you? One opinion is to tell you it teaches you, uh, uh, you pay kefil, and we rip the pasuk apart. Himatze simatze is... Is is rebuyin miyut and shar and sen chamar is to exclude is to exclude hekdish staris and avadim and gneivan chayim is to tell you that when you return the enemy you have to pay to the value we mamish rip the whole pasuk apart. If let's say you don't go with that apart, you go himatzi simatzi doesn't tell you about any of that. Himatzi simatzi tells you the following that moide beknas v'achav beuidim is potter. That's what you look at that pasuk. So why do I need Shar? What do I need Hamar? What do I need Seh? What do I need Gneva? What do I need Chaim? Meaning, if you understand that it's talking about Kefal, we ripped the Pasuk apart. Mamish ripped it apart to shreds. Each thing teaches you another thing. You say, uh, the other opinion says, no, no, no. Himatsi Simatsi is telling you that if you're Maidi Biknas, and then Aiden come forward, you're Pasuk. So what about the rest of the Pasuk? So the Kemara says, Mandamrachabi <laughs> I understand what he does with himatsi simatsi, but what does he do with the rest of the pasuk? This answer is not Gavin's not going to like this. This is the teaching of Sometimes Hashem will write an entire pasuk, and ninety percent of the pasuk is just there for context, and there's only one thing that's new. So himatsi simatsi is telling you a chiddush, and that is The rest of the pasuk is completely unnecessary. It's there for context. We do that. Tanah B'Avi Shemal says, sometimes you could have an entire Pasuk that's just coming to tell you one thing new and the rest is just for context. So that's how he looks at the Pasuk. So Himatzi Simatzi is teaching you something, the rest is teaching you nothing. Is he saying that the Vav in Vayikra is, has no value? No. No, he's just telling you that, 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 that for... Sometimes. Yeah. No. Yeah, he's saying sometimes. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He's saying that. He's saying it. He's saying. No, because it's still a safe. It's still a book that has a story. You can't have. If you just have a pasuk that says the words "himatze simatze," it'll have no meaning. He's just saying the rest of the pasuk is to tell you it's context. Okay, we're almost done. We're almost done. The aim of God. Okay, one last sugya. Last little bit. I said I'll be done in two minutes. Well, okay. The aim of God if atzmei b'shavua. How do I know that you have to pay kefil? If you understand that he matze simatze, like a riboy yamiyat, the whole pasuk is telling you that a ganaf pays kefil, that's when we ripped apart the, apart the pasuk. How do you know the ganaf pays kefil if he doesn't pay? He doesn't make a shvuah? Meaning? How do you know that he pays kefil even though he doesn't make a shvuah? Meaning, Toyotinus ganaf only pays kefil if he swears under oath. How do I know a regular ganaf pays kefil if he doesn't swear? A regular ganav. A regular ganav. Well, you just told me this entire pasuk is he right. I have two pesukim about toyin tainus ganav. He matzi simatzi is the pasuk that tells me that a ganav pays kefil. Where in this pasuk does it say that I don't have to make an oath? How do I know that? Maybe you only pay kefil if you swore under oath, like a toyin tainus ganav swears under oath. Because a toyin tainus ganav pays kefil only after swearing under oath. So maybe he also owes the yesterday. So the gemara says, I'll tell you. Well, the point is, oh, so the Gemara says, "Loisa gadaytoch, Rav Yaakov Oimer, Detanya Rav Yaakov Oimer, Shnei Mishalim Shloim B'Shvuah, 
Rav Yaakov says clearly you don't have to swear and a ganav pays kefil just by stealing. Maybe you have to swear. It, no, no, it, it's inaccurate. What do you mean it's inaccurate? You can't just answer that. You say, how do you know you don't pay kefil if you, yeah, you don't have to swear? Because it's inaccurate. What does that mean? So, my loy kachu. Very simple. That is like this. If every Ganav has to has to pay Kefal only after he swears, then what do you need a Pusik for? Just learn it out from a Tainan is Ganav. Think about it. If a Shoimer who was given the item Beheter has to pay kefil. Kavachoymer a ganav has to pay kefil. The issue, the reason why we don't do that, the reason why we need different psukim is because toyntan is ganav and ganav have different laws. Toyntan is ganav pays kefil only after swearing falsely. A regular ganav does not. If a regular ganav had the exact same laws as toyntan is ganav, that he also only pays kefil after swearing falsely, you don't need a separate pasuk. Learn it out from a toyntan is ganav. The very fact that you need a separate pasuk indicates that the laws are different. Toyntan is ganav pays kefil only after swearing falsely. A regular ganav does not need to because if a regular ganav only pays kefil after swearing falsely. You don't need a separate pasuk. Learn out from each other. And we'll end with this. We said, he matze si matze, one of two things. He matze si matze either tells you that you pay kefal by a ganav, or it's moide beknas v'achach bo'e the mispater. Those are the two options, if you review this daf, of what the he matze si matze teaches you. The Gemara says, I thought it teaches you a third thing. Hai, he matze si matze l'hachi udas, in bo'e l'kedetanya. I thought he matze si matze just tells you that you could be a thief, that you have to pay kefal, even if you didn't steal it, be a dayim. Meaning, I, I grab, I go into Menashe's house and I steal his cell phone. That's a thief and I have to pay kefal. What if he puts his cell phone in my house and I just lock the door? I'm also a thief and I don't let him in. I'm also a thief. But I didn't touch it. How do I know that it applies, that theft applies even when you didn't touch it be a daim, you just kept it in your property? So the Gemara says, Yodo, means that if they find theft by you, you have to pay. Doesn't matter whether you took it via daim, doesn't matter whether he put it on your kitchen table, doesn't matter. So how could you tell me himatsi simatsi is either telling me the drushes that we had today, which is kefil, or for uh, I thought it's coming to tell you that theft is theft in all situations, regardless of whether you did it in your hands, in your car, in your shop, the answer is, im kain, if that's what it was coming to teach you, le mikra oi he matse he The answer is, we dash them both. One is to tell you, he matse, the, the double lotion is to tell you that theft is theft regardless of how it got into your property. But why does it say he matse with a hey and then si matse with a tough? If it meant just that drasha, it would be he matse, he matse, both hays. Or ti matse, ti matse, both toughs. The fact that it's hay and a tough comes to tell you the second drasha, which is either ribo yomit or moide v'knas v'achu v'edem, midashani krosh, ma'amina, tarati, it comes to teach you both. We'll stop here.